was quite handy, the organ, did you? Belting us out. It is time to talk. Major League Baseball World Series. Fascinating day ahead. Game number four. It is to all. Huge day in this series. Here's the tale of how the series has gone between the uh, Texas Rangers and the soul-destroying Arizona Diamondbacks. That's for personal reasons. Our, uh, our next guest is probably going, what on earth is he talking about? Uh, but the Arizona Diamondbacks have um, you know, been hard to kill off. Uh, really unfancy side. Incredible run just to get this far. Uh, the Rangers won game number one, 6-5. The Diamondbacks bit back. Excuse the pun. Um, the Snakes bit back 9-1, uh, winning that one. And then a tight game yesterday. Mr. Seeger again at the heart of it for the Rangers. Three runs to one. We are thrilled, delighted, honoured to welcome into the program senior writer at Baseball America, Kyle Glazer, joins the program. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us in little old New Zealand. How are you doing? Doing all right. Happy to be on with you guys. It was just in your neck of the woods uh, in August, exploring Auckland, Wellington and Mount Cook. Oh, wow. T- t- tell me all about it. Sounds like you got two of those places right, one wrong. Um, what was the highlight? <laughs> yeah, so my wife is a big uh, soccer fan and so is her whole family. So we actually came out for the Women's World Cup and uh, spent some time in Australia, spent some time in New Zealand. Um, Auckland and Wellington were both fantastic, but I think Mount Cook had to be the highlight. It was August, it was still winter and just absolutely gorgeous views. And we got to do some, uh, some hiking in the snow. Uh, it was truly, truly one of the most beautiful places I think I've ever been, especially the stargazing at night. Wow, that that does sound amazing. There is a Mount Cook in Wellington, but you're probably best that you avoided it. Um, uh, <laughs> it's not particularly great. Uh, sorry, I used to live there. I moved out, and it's it's gone to the dogs. Um, it's, uh, how was that as an experience of you, uh, if, from a fan's perspective? Because obviously the United States had massive high hopes of the Women's World Cup. And, you know, by their elite standards, you know, it was probably deemed, you know, a crash and burn job, even though they were still the best defensive, best defensive team of that tournament. How did you enjoy it from a, a fan's perspective? Yeah, you know, for me, it was more about just the total experience of being there. Yeah. Um, obviously, the soccer was very, very exciting. My, my wife and her family are more the hardcore soccer fans. Baseball is more of my sport. So I was more just enjoying the opportunity to travel, see all the beautiful cities and places in New Zealand and Australia, and enjoy the atmosphere. You know, the U.S. losing was obviously a bummer, but I still had a great time either way. Oh, brilliant. Glad to hear. Right, let's get to the job at hand, Kyle. The World Series. Always so important. Game number four, isn't it? Give me the sort of rundown of how the, the narratives behind how the series has rolled out to date with Texas in the advantage by two games to one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's really a case where we've seen the Rangers do a great job with some timely and clutch hitting. You know, Corey Seager hit a game-tying home run in the ninth inning of game one after they've been losing the entire way. Then we saw Adolis Garcia come up with a game-winning home run in the 11th inning. And we saw it again yesterday, too. Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, three runs all on two outs in that third inning. Simeon, a two-out RBI single. Corey Seager, a two-run homer. And the Rangers pitching staff really made it hold up. I think the main question now is just the Rangers and the state of their team with injuries. Adolis Garcia, the ALCS MVP who hit the walk-off home run in Game 1, suffered a strained oblique last night. He's questionable to return for the series. Max Scherzer, obviously one of the best pitchers of our generation, left last night's game with back spasms and lower back tightness. His status is questionable. So the Rangers are up two games to one. They only need to win two games to win the whole thing, but they're limping a little bit. 
Uh, I, I love that uh, American terminology, questionable for tonight. A strain to bleak would tell me is questionable uh, for a number of weeks, right? Are, are you? Will it be fanciful to think he might return at some stage in this series? I think it's highly unlikely. A strained oblique is normally an injury that takes some time to recover. Uh, the Rangers have officially said they will try and make a decision here in the coming hours. They just got the results of the MRI. It showed it was a mild strain, or a moderate one, so not super severe. But um, nonetheless, the, the indications are he probably will not play the rest of the series, uh, but nothing is official yet. And as far as Max Scherzer, this guy has been an absolute phenomenon for a long, long time. You know, for those here in New Zealand who don't know, the guy's, what, 38, 39 years of age. Unfortunately, when you get back spasms, it's not, getting old sucks, doesn't it, Kyle? <laughs> yes, it certainly does. And he's been one of those guys who his durability and his kind of bulldog nature and his ability to pitch through pain – has been what's made him so famous over the course of his career. It's, it's obviously his incredible talent, but also his incredible toughness. Uh, but father time comes for us all. He's had a couple of different injuries over the last few years, his neck, his elbow, and now his back seized up. Uh, there's no question he, he's reaching that age where his body is kind of betraying him a little bit. And we'll see what he, what he has left. Uh, again, he left last night's game. Theoretically, he'd be lined up to start game seven of this series if it goes that far. Um, but we have to see how he's feeling and, and how his back holds up against treatment over the next few days. Yeah, but he's such a fierce competitor. Like, he looked at the beginning of the season when he's with the Mets. He started to look his age, but he, he gets flipped to, to Texas, and, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. And, man, like, that that guy's inner fire just burns so bright, doesn't it? That steely look he has on the mound, he'll do everything to get back. Oh yeah, Max Max Scherz is the kind of guy who's you know out there snarling. He's 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 pretty fierce out there, and there's no question. If you go back to the 2017 World Series, excuse me, the 2019 World Series, uh, he had a similar deal where his back and his neck completely seized up on him. It was more his neck, and he was questionable to pitch. And he came out with the Nationals needing him in Game Seven, gave him five solid innings when he literally couldn't turn his head only two days prior. And uh, it was really a heroic performance. That's the kind of guy Max Scherzer is. So if there's even the smallest chance he's able to pitch and he's needed in Game 7, you know he's going to give it everything he's got. Garcia missing is a big loss, sort of in the middle order for uh, the Rangers. But you've already mentioned them. Seager especially has just been all-world-like this year. Simeon is a great player. Um, Those two one-two punch causing big problems. How does Arizona deal with them? Is, Is there a way to deal with them? You know, the Texas Rangers have the highest scoring offense in the American League this year. What makes them so dangerous is they're so good one through nine. Obviously, you have Seager and Semyon, the two all-stars at the top, making a combined $500 million in their total contracts. Garcia is obviously one of the biggest power hitters in the American League. But they also have some really good rookies, Josh Young and Evan Carter. They have some all-stars, you know, guys like Jonah Heim, the catcher, and Nate Lowe's been a good hitter. The depth of this lineup has been what has made this team so special. It's not a team of just two or three or four guys at the top carrying the whole team. Obviously, Adolis Garcia's loss is huge, but the Rangers have a lot of guys capable of stepping up and, and carrying the torch a little bit. As far as the Arizona lineup, too, you know, you got virtually a rookie betting hitting at number three in uh, Gabby Moreno. They're not your archetypal World Series lineup, but for some reason they're just finding ways. 
Yeah, you know, the D-backs are a really young, exciting, energetic, youthful team. And they're the kind of team that's not going to hit a ton of home runs. They don't hit for a super high average. What they do is they put a lot of pressure on defenses. They steal a lot of bases. They go first to third. They go second to home a lot. This is the kind of team that as soon as a ball is in play, they're off to the races. And even when a ball's not in play, if it's just a steal, steal, stolen base attempt, they finished second in the majors in steals this year, and they did so at a very efficient clip. Um, they're the kind of team that just kind of wears you down a little bit, you know, piece by piece, single, single, stolen base, and sack fly, another stolen base, a single that scores two runners, and all of a sudden, before you know it, you're down 3 nothing, and you haven't allowed that many hard-hit balls. This is a, just a young, fun, exciting, energetic team that just wreaks havoc on the base pass and puts a lot of pressure on opponents. And a fan base that must be loving this. It's unexpected. They must be wild in behind them. Yeah, there's still a little bit of shock that they're here. You know, the Diamondbacks are the last team in the National League postseason field. They have not had home field advantage in any of the postseason series. And they've knocked off three Titans. I mean, the Brewers and Dodgers are two of the best teams in the National League. The Phillies were the defending National League champions. No team had beaten the Phillies at home this entire postseason. The D-backs went in and did it back-to-back nights. Uh, they've got a bit of a nickname here, the Answer Backs, because every time they fall down, they seem to come back and answer this is a really exciting team that the city has embraced. It's not just the fact they're here at the World Series, but it's the way they got here. They're underdogs. They never say die. And every time you think they're going away, they just keep coming back, coming back, coming back. Who's on the mound today? We're a couple of hours away. In fact, under two hours away from the first pitch. Um, you know, scout those. And, and, and overall, which pitching staff do you think is in better, better shape at this stage of the series? Yeah, so the Rangers staff is in a little bit better shape just because they have more options. They're the team that just has a little more depth. Um, they're starting Andrew Heaney, a left-hander on the mound today, who is, you know, just okay. He's not great, but they have some really good other pitchers that they can use behind him. Uh, guys like Martin Perez, Cody Bradford, um, you know, some, some starters who can give them some length as needed in case Andrew Heaney doesn't pitch all that great. The D-backs also struggle a little bit more against left-handed pitchers. The Rangers have the ability to roll out three of them tonight who are fresh and well-rested. And then on the other side, the Diamondbacks, you know, part of what's made their run so amazing is they don't really have a fourth starter. They really only have three starting pitchers. Hmm. Game four is a bullpen game for them. So they're starting Joe Mansupply, but he's a lefty relief specialist. They're going to be rolling out nine, ten different pitchers. Everyone's going to get one inning, maybe two-thirds of an inning, and they're going to try and piece it together. Mm. So, right, lay it all on the line. From here on in, how does it play out, knowing uh, full well this sport can make absolute fools of people who make predictions? (laughs) You know, I picked the Rangers to win this series in five games coming in, and they're on pace to do that, so I, I can't jump off of that now. I will say the Rangers are in a better position just when you look at their pitching staff and who they've got thrown today as well as potentially games five and six. But this is what the D-backs do. Every time you look at it on paper and say, oh, they sh- this should be when they lose, they find a way to win. So that's what makes baseball so great. And uh, it's been a dramatic postseason so far, and I have a feeling it's uh, going to continue to play out here in the World Series. Cole, real treat having you on the show. Appreciate the time. Go enjoy the occasion. It's going to be a beauty. Thanks. Appreciate you having me.